Imagine the perfect day trip down the road, off the highway, not too far from home, and close to perfect. A place where farm fresh goods come from local folks, where you can explore the beautiful side of the majestic Trinity River, where charming locally owned shops are filled with one of a kind finds and tasty food, where you discover miles of parks perfect for nurturing your natural side. Discover these and other experiences in Capel, not too far at all, and close to perfect. Click the banner to learn more. What do you get with a $100 million renaissance? A timeless hideaway in the heart of Death Valley National Park. Now better than ever. Visit Oasis at DeathValley.com. At LA Fitness, there's no end to what you can try with your three-day free pass. Sign up today at StartLAFitness.com. From cycling to swimming, running to rowing, battle ropes to box jumps, and the perks don't stop there. When you join LA Fitness, it opens the door to premium amenities like Olympic lifting platforms, basketball courts, pools, and more. Stop into one of our hundreds of locations. Grab your free three-day pass at StartLAFitness.com. That's StartLAFitness.com. Amenities vary by location. Certain amenities may be available for an additional fee. Free three-day pass is redeemable by non-members only. Other restrictions apply. I know now what I want to say in my intro for my podcast. I'm going to start with a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last podcast, last graphic, last painting, last blog post. There's so many forces out there that want us to be bland, and that is not possible with this fro. I have too many thoughts about celebrating us, reading what I want to read, pointing out donkeys, what links us together and shouldn't tear us apart. I also give you bonus content through 10 Fro's Bar on my Patreon and if you become a melanated nerd. I also will share content about getting the real tea on reality TV. Join me in this episode of Tim Fro is reading for the wild ride. And thank you for listening. downloads what the f again over a year ago 3000k downloads inserted programming ads i just it's wonderful absolutely wonderful y'all i am so humble and i'm so honored to have comments and likes and everyone doing the damn thing, you know, to push me over the edge, to get me to this point. I never knew, one, I didn't know it was possible to be to this point. And number two, I didn't know it would feel this good to be at this point. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited about this journey. And the day I honestly think will come when not only will all episodes be this uh, popular, but overall, 202,000 episodes for an indie podcast is very surreal. 
but I want the day to come when each one of my episodes will be 200,000 downloads and streams. That is my hope. That is my dream. And that's what I'm going to keep pressing for. I don't put out the podcast to not be listened to. And I'm just hopeful different people will be as proud of it and will continue to listen to it and share it with other people because they think the same thing. How dope would that be? 200 some not downloads. I make it to a million. How dope is that? Why do I keep doing black excellence and researching us? Because I have to, I'm compelled to. Before our history is erased, it's too sanitized, too bleached, too absolutely makes sense. I have to find out about these people. And I can truly say, the more I look, for example, I did a search. Black Americans making history January, uh, June 26th. I had some stuff come up. I had uh, a segment on the first African-American to be, two African-Americans to be appointed as astronauts to NASA. One of the majors I'll actually talk about on my bonus episode later this week, but I came across this about Mansa Musa. He was an emperor of the Mali Empire from 1312 to 1337. The Mali Empire reached its peak during this period of time. The predecessor? Wait a minute, hold up. He was strongly Muslim, and everywhere he went on his hajj, he left enough money or gold to build a mosque. And his gold wealth, so much, he had so much gold that it decreased the price of gold in Egypt. When I think about the Egyptian backlash, which I know has to do with colonialism, their contributions to their society, they don't want any dark influence to be raised about Egyptian history. It's maddening, but it's hysterical. And then So who came first? Did Muhammad come first or did? Oh, Muhammad Ibn Ku. He was the eighth. And then Mansa. Was the ninth. But is I don't think this is the same Muhammad. I'm just saying. He had a, uh, this Muhammad had a brief reign. Sakura was killed at some point, and his own Musa took the throne 1307. So they were going on some mission, and then he basically, you know, had to kick rocks. 
I, also known as the Mali Empire decline, I guess as the Portuguese and the English started raiding and they traded away all the good people of their empire because the Mali Empire conquered Ghana's empire and then they began to trade their slaves to probably the white Europeans. There was a decline and when they were once portrayed as great rulers on the European cartographers where they were still running around fucking in caves, we had great kingdoms. And we need to know that. It's not that it makes us better than anybody. It just makes us know that we were doing the damn thing way before Europeans. And why wouldn't we know how to act, that we had greatness, that we were rulers. And it wasn't just y'all. And because it wasn't just y'all that don't look like us, we all can contribute to us going forward. And you don't have to erase that history in order for us to get, you know, get greatness, maintain greatness, or proceed forward. That's the thing. No one is above everybody else. And if we all could find out a way to contribute, all of us would go forward. And I think that's what the recognition of Masa Mansa means. We were rulers in the early 12th century. Why can't we be rulers and help rule in the 21st century and beyond? Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading tin for I can go anywhere. Friends to know, ways to grow, a reading tin Reading tin surrounding that. It is so wild that the Owen Kali were great at mixing children and at the time that I'm sure these novels were released, we were on the cusp of like in vitro and I just realized that <coughs> the Nobel Prize for CRISPR, which is like an in vitro genetic um, gene editor, had been won a couple of years later, but it was discovered and had probably 
been written up in the news before it actually got the Nobel Prize. So all of this information was available to Octavia Butler and she was able to weave it into the cohesive being, the Aonkali, and how far we've just come in the last five years. I had read this article in the New York Times mentioning the advancements of molecular biology and molecular and where we are at this time. She, we don't even know what to do with AI, but we'll learn, I'm sure. But I'm only going to deal with a portion of it because if you look at how the book is, or the compilation is written, we get Dawn, where we meet Lilith, who the namesake of the compilation, Ayago, is. She's rescued and woken up and in solitary confinement for years um, while the Owen Collie study her. Then when she was, when the Owen Collie thought we were ready to be woken up, she led the first people uh, waking them up and in preparation to repopulate the earth. Thought this was the best thing to go. People that rebelled and wanted to kill or had killed other people, including Joseph and them, they were sent back to the ship and put in stasis forever. Then we see in the second part, adulthood rights, where her construct son Aiken wants to lead people, even though it was all the evidence to the contrary, they knew that they would never want to join with the Owen Collie. They wanted their fertility to be restored so they can basically recreate a full human existence, even though they knew they would be extinct within a couple of centuries. So that's Aiken and them. He would lead them back to Mars and have, even with all of the adversity, would develop a very successful uh, Mars colony. Probably faster than we could do it in our lifetime, and we've been trying to get to Mars for a minute. But I think we'll get there. Not sure if I will live to see it in my lifetime, but I would sure like to go. Then we learn more about what the Owen Collie wants. The Owen Collie really wrote a book. Out of Earth, the Owen Collie would leave it sterile. They're kind of like the Borg in that fact. They just take up all the nutrients and then bounce. They use it for what it is to reproduce, to expand their knowledge, make more copies of new life, and then they're gonna bounce. One thing that they did not um, plan for was a construct Oloi, and that's what happens when uh, Jediah and his uh, Matt sibling, what becomes of them. They didn't, but it is a pleasant surprise and need, much needed because there was another oop. A whole colony of people actually run end up in um, probably South America somewhere, and they are fertile, and they got 
and they ended up being discovered by the resistors and they start this inbreeding because they wanted to do it their own way without the Owen Collie to have human, fully human, fully human a population. Even though after a few breeds, they started developing these genetically and monstrous people. But they saw it as their duty to repopulate the earth, even though the who they were repopulating the earth with were deformed. They still needed the Owen Collie, but they did not want to have any Owen Collie or alien genetics because it was seen as different. And this hierarchical thinking, they just thought it was just against God. So they made up these fanciful stories about the evil, that the Owen Collie were the devil and evil. And that brings me to not only to come to the conclusion of the story arc, but also it pointed out what religion in some respect that is distorted does. It pollutes, it makes you judgmental and anything that is not in alignment with their thinking, they call it evil and they say it's all of the devil. How about if it's just different, it's really not causing any harm and it's also helping you why is it then evil? Because it's out of the orderly thinking and it's just so fanciful and they couldn't realize. So they had to create a whole religion um, and what would keep people from following this, even though they could just looking a little bit different, having genetic flaws fixed. Would you rather not accept it and hide in the mountains and watch babies after baby die from these deformed when you know it could be fixed. And that's what they had been doing for a century. It was mind boggling, completely irrational, but completely human at the same time. And I think this was her indictment of religion and what people use religion and a taught obtuseness people have that supports racist views and why people will even given evidence against the uh, the the given evidence to the contrary, they will rather believe lies instead of taking what the evidence is and then being able to grow. Why is it so hard to grow, to expand, and to learn? So. There, and then that's just one example of some of the, not just the story arc, but some of the imagery and um, themes that are within the book. And I could probably spend the rest of the year and maybe we'll return to the book every now and again to uh, circle back on some other themes that I hadn't even thought of. So I hope you enjoy my breakdown of this particular story arc. And this is the end of what I'm reading for this week. And thank you for listening to this segment. So I initially, okay, let me just back up a moment. I had on my uh, list of, or schedule of tasks, I was supposed, I had a section called relationships and then I deleted it. However, not gonna delete it. I sh I'm gonna have to put it back in because after listening to another podcast, I started doing 
um, a couple of research, a little bit of research um, on the subjects, the centers. And I'm doing this in real time. Sorry about the dead space, but I Dr. Simmons now. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So over Father's Day, a private familial fight erupted on social media. And let me just say and start out this section was please celebrities please take us off the damn group chat. We don't need to know this information. Just go ahead, take us off. Um, private family matters, work it out with your family. Great that you have the receipts. Maybe you need them for the court of law or you just trying to prove something to public opinion, but we don't really need to be included in y'all familial mess. Now, I bring all of that up to say is Kamora Lee, um, and her two Harvard-educated daughters basically started submitting the receipts after a meme or an exchange with their father. He's alleging, why should he have to fight to see his kids? Why can't you ask? Why does he have to fight? Something to that effect. I, it struck a chord. It struck a chord so much that it encouraged me that I needed to create this section because of my own complicated nature. And several points here. They had a rich lifestyle because he had a rich lifestyle. That's what you do. You take care of your kids. You want a cookie for doing what you are supposed to be doing. Those kids didn't ask to be here. So why are you tripping? That further the likelihood of them taking your side. No, material things don't substitute love. Children need emotional support more than they need the material things. Just because they got a Porsche 320 when they turned 16, brand new, six miles on it, doesn't negate the fact that you called their mother or disrespected their mother and them. Gone are the days where you get this unyielding respect and you talk out of your neck crazy. Nobody is going to accept that. It's not acceptable and it's abusive. They're not, and they see what you've done. They witnessed it. Also, you had some pretty serious case, you know, uh, charges is what I was looking up at the start of the show. At the height of the Me Too movement, 2017, multiple allegations of rape. You stepped down from your, com your companies and you relocated to a country that doesn't have extradition agreement with the United States. And you think that they, these, your own children that is seeing all of this are gonna to continue to honor you when you act like a fool. Granted, no, they don't 
They should not call you out of your name, shouldn't cuss you out, but they're not going to kick your ass either. You're not going to get all of this emotional support when you never showed them emotional support. And it's really wild that someone is so Zen or claimed to be so Zen back in the day and being a yogi in meditation and is such a garbage human being to his own kids. And we're seeing it. I didn't want to see it, but you thrust it in front of me from happenstance. And I think it's really sad. Yes, nobody really asked for any of this. So now that we're seeing it, it's kind of disturbing. And I just need to be taken off the group chat. But this is what most people do. This is what celebrities do. I could not just read it. I get it. But this one is just do yourself some favor. And for men in general, if you're reading this, and, be, and there are no sides. Nobody wins in these type of exchanges. I always have said for the past year it's been difficult because I've had to come to terms with my complicated feelings about my father that was tragically, tragically died last year. He was murdered. I hadn't spoken to him for years prior to that. And I dealt with the lack of relationship with silence. I never knew which person I was going to get I did not know he, if he had done the work or if he was capable of showing some respect on some type of level without being derisive, without being demeaning. I did not want that. And I didn't want to risk my own mental health and anxiety by having to deal with that, that fear of being put down, um, to be subjugated because you're the kid and they were the father, but you're both adults. And knowing that they would never apologize for it. So, and then he never got the chance. So the lack of relationship is what I feel bad about, but I can't feel bad about doing what was necessary to protect my mental health. Now, for the dudes that are trash human beings and don't know how to emotionally support your kids and you have the resources to do it, there's still time. I mean, bottom line, still time. Get it right. Get right with yourself and your feelings and then learn how to talk to other people, especially your kids and especially your female kids. We, they need you. You can be a source of support, but they shouldn't have to take all of the bad crap and all of your emotional baggage and all of your uh, PTSD, and you should not be allowed to dump all of this crap on them, the psychological detritus on them, and expect them to keep come back to you. It doesn't work that way. It's very one-sided and it's very mentally unhealthy. So get right with yourself get right in your mind and then go after and support your kids. And then you'll get probably get, have better Father's Day. I say that not only for Russell Simmons, I also say it for people like Brian McKnight, who marries, has a whole other family, and then is like on social media saying nan nay boo boo to his other kids. Boy, bye, anybody got time for that. Same with 50 Cent, the most petty individual on the planet. 
get right with yourself before and then become the emotional support that you want for your kids, you definitely then can have a great relationship and have better Father's Day and we won't see this dumb shit online anymore. But still take us off the group chat because we, and somebody take all the uncle's phones because y'all tripping. At Pogogichon, everything you see is yours for the tasting. All the exotic fruits and fresh salads from the market table, all the perfectly sliced picanha and tender lamb chops, fire-roasted and seasoned with rock salt. And every buttery slice of filet mignon, so unbelievably tender, you'll wonder, is it on your fork or in your dreams? Have it all for one price with the full churrasco. Make a reservation at fogo.com. Are you a veteran or service member struggling with post-traumatic stress, anxiety, or depression? Hi, I'm John Wayne Troxell, former senior enlisted advisor to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, retired. I want you to know that Emory Healthcare Veterans Program offers help and hope. Emory's free and confidential treatment is available for all eligible service members and post-9-11 veterans living anywhere in the United States. Visit emoryhealthcare.org vets. The Shady Bunch, the Shady Bunch. I hope turning up for checks to pay for fake lifestyles were to be a part of the Shady Bunch. So I have spent most of my weekend, as I spend most weekends, watching a whole bunch of unreality TV, and I'm ready to drop some tea. I've had my fill of the OC and I think now that I think about it, I have a feeling Atlanta is going to be low. Um, excuse me, Real Housewives of Atlanta is going to be more stupid, unless I see something in the trailer that is going to make me want to watch it. I think the run up to the coronavirus and these vapid white girls in Orange County is testament to stupidity that I think it warrants its own section because I need to fuss. If I can't talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta I real, and their stupidity, I'm going to really break it down with these white hoes. But anyway, so in, my, in this section of unreality TV, I have some opinions on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta um, and the newest addition to love and marriage Detroit and I will start with the newest it is ratchet enough just to get the views necessary I was in as soon as I saw it was love newest addition to uh Carlos King uh, uh love and marriage um, and it says, what up, dumb? I was like, okay, why do I know that? Then I realized that that was the opening refrain from if you guys watch BMF, uh, Black Mafia Family, the largest drug dealers to ever be in the game that actually ran Atlanta for a minute were the BMF, the brothers, uh, the Flittery brothers. Uh, they were from Detroit. 
And if you watch the documentary and then the limited series on who on Prime, you also I think it was stars because Fifty Cent actually was one of the executive producers, but it follows that, and we watched, and pe- most people knew Detroit from the go-go days of Ford, and then when it became a virtual uh, ghost town where Ford shut down the plants and everything went overseas. Now, in the last several years, it's made a comeback. And the people that couldn't leave, mostly African-Americans and other people of color, and extremely broke white folks, they had to make a life for themselves. But if Carlos King can put Jackson on the map, why can't he put his own home uh, city on the map? I didn't know he was originally from Detroit, but these black folks are the new nouveau riche, bougie. When you think of bougie, you think of these people. The couples that I don't know if I can root for, I think the youngest are Russell and Colby. He's like some personal trainer and she's some influencer and she's messy. She is young and messy because she (laughs) starts off with Christine and Brandon outed him for actually having signing a new female artist. But one, I want to say, Christine, her lace front was laid. She does not look like she's 40. She looks like she's in her 20s, a real influencer. She's gorgeous. She has a great wig. She got the lashes, et cetera, et cetera. However, her husband, Brandon, he said he wanted to basically take the place of what the hold that Motown, when Motown left, he wants to do artist development and production. She's actually also, not only is she influenced, she's also a stylist. Evidently, he had an emotional relationship with one of his artists that she used to style. And that caused some strain in their marriage. And so now that she's hearing from Colby uh, that he is, has now signed another young uh, starlet all hell breaks loose. I don't know how that's going to end, but I can see it kind of uh, downhill shit slope because she's jealous. Um, she has reason to be, um, and he's looking stupid because he's being all secretive when he should have been up front with her. But I can also see from his standpoint, this is his business but he needs to be more open given his previous history. Just saying. Then we got dumbass who is having the man movement who seems to be on some Kev, um, Kevin Samuels-ish. This is, um, his, I think his name is Anthony. And his wife also has a bitter, a bitter kind of low-key depressed nature about her. There's going to be some mess between him because he says, well, man, why, 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 why you need, you need to support me? Why, why, why? I need, we need to be listened to. You need to let us be the heads and that, that, that. She's looking at him like she's a physician. But I think she's actually a PhD 
she has her advanced degree in physical therapy, but she's not sports medicine, MD. So with that said, she has issues. She has a spirit of depression, bitterness, but serious anxiety. And I just think it's just a mixture of dramas. All of these couples are in several different stages of their marriages and of their lives. And they have these friends that also compound and blow can blow up the issues. I think seeing Detroit in a newer light uh, and seeing what these people do and people actually winning in spite of this stuff. And one, Detroit was one of the most blighted cities for a very long time. And what we knew of it was from old newsreels. But people don't know about the regrowth and regeneration that's actually happening now. So it's actually great to see it in such more of a positive light. Not drug blighted, not blighted at all. And people are starting to come back. And it's now a creative's dream because they're so, they were so, it seems like they were so thirsty to have a real tax base. It's kind of cheap to live in a major city. And that's what people are waiting, are waiting for. But winters are too bad up there. Even with global warming, it's too cold in Michigan. I'm just saying. But this may be uh, love and marriage. Detroit may be another reality TV for people of color that you may want to check out. I dig it. I'm going to tune in at least the next couple of episodes. I'm not sure if I'm hooked yet. I just know some mess is coming, y'all. And then Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I wasn't too sure about the 2.0 of it all, but Mona, she got something. It, this is, it's, I think it's going to be messy, but I, I'm wondering if it's going to be good because I'm hoping that they're going to have the balance. Trick Daddy from Love and Hip Hop Miami says something. It was the it was best, and he had the most fun when they were all just about the music. I think that if they balance the drama, and in spite of all the drama, they've put out some really good music. I think it's going to be really dope. And while I say that, it's because evidently, Scrap and Bam, his wife of a few years and three kids, have they've she filed for divorce and she's putting out her own music and i don't know uh, yeah that's all i got to say about that let's see um bambi oh what did it actually come up i don't even know what she goes by what's her name so little scrappy Everybody knows what he is, who he is, and I'm wondering if his music, he's actually been on tour, uh, he's feeling wherever he's touring. I see this from 2022. Let's see, let's see, I see this from 2021. Thing. And when did this come out? Because I know he goes down the 
That's Fangin. Oh, I remember this Fangin. I remember actually hearing that. And Prince of the South. That's 2021. Um, Success and Failure. I hope he gets some playtime with these singles because. Oh, this is with Chingy. Iced Out. That's Iced Out. Oh, this is like old school vibe. Okay, so there's some bops in here. I'm for it. I, I ain't mad at it. Um, There's also music by Suki and by... um. What's his name? Chaotic. So, Chaotic is hilarious. He got him some new teeth. And then I was watching not only Chaotic in this episode, but Straight. What's his name? Uh, he's married to Erica Mena. There is a single that they dropped. It says, Forgive Me, Um, that's actually come out. Um, but the Bob with him and Suki, uh, he had a listening party on this episode. Um, chaotic. And I haven't heard anything from Suki. Here we go. Princess treatment. That's a vibe and a bop too. I think you're going to vibe to that. I'm going to add that to my podcast, um, listening. And then I know Erica Banks. From uh, P Valley. But she got some music for usually most people know she's from strip club. That's music from strip club. I mean, come on. Ain't got time. Big old. Is this her? Is this an artist? Yeah, strip club music is what most people know Erica Banks, but I also for her, her she's on a soundtrack to uh, P Valley. And she's like a broke Meg Stallion. Just saying, but she's coming up too. And then there's Amy Luciana. And there's going to be a beef and a showdown between her and Remy Lucci, who was, I think, on either this past season or previous, her mother passed away. Because she said she, that she stole me her music and she hadn't come up off the check. And because I don't want listen to the radio that much, I don't know any of these songs, but I'm going to have an add to my podcast playlist for your listening pleasure. 
and I can't legally play any of this on my monetized show because, you know, the they'll shut it down with the quickness. But if you take the music outside of the artist, and I think Shay was right when she said that Lil Scrappy can't be alone. So he may have had an outside baby by Diamond while he was still married um, to his estranged wife, Bammy. And his mama can't hold water, but she basically spilled the beans. But I think the internet does what it does, and um, it's been confirmed she may actually have be pregnant by him. And I don't think he... They basically, last episode, they were getting evicted from their crib so even though he's supposed to be living his best life and that's selling shows, is he taking care of his baby? Also, the, his other Erica, his first baby mama, I wonder if she got all of her back child support from Imani because he was almost 50 Gs in a hole. He is worse than old blockhead Candy Burris' ex-boyfriend. Just trifling for no reason. And also, Chaotic and Annie, I don't think they're going to be a thing because he's too much. He is just too goofy. And I wonder if his law situation is cleared up in Miami because he, he seems to have come through uh, Atlanta with the quickness, but he better be careful that he ain't under some weird indictment. I'm just saying, y'all. And where is my child? I'm actually sitting here also not while I'm recording. Going to do the finishing touches on some angel hell pasta in butter and garlic sauce with real lobster tail and some scrimps, which I think are going to be bomb. And you can also um, navigate to the podcast notes or my Instagram feed to check that out once I get it all set. But this is how I spend my Sunday. And most weekdays, when I think about it, I watch these unreality TV shows and what makes what they consider makes for good TV is some really messed up stuff in people's life. But it's all good to me because it's not me. How about that? But I hope you will actually drop me your opinion in the comments section. Hit me up at temporalwasreading at gmail.com. If your comments are not too trolly, I'll actually read them on air. And as always, thank you for listening. I don't know what has made me more angry. The misinformation that went on during the beginning of coronavirus or simply stupidity of people. And I've never seen it more blatantly represented 
than Real Housewives of all places than Orange County. When I started watching this, I was shocked that it was, it has been on for almost 20 years. And that, yes, that's one of my other phones. Um, biting the dust. But I was shocked that I'm, and I'm glad that I didn't watch this during the Panorama Pro V. I was listening to things like podcasts, like Black Guy Who Tips, and um, even though they were having mental health issues, uh, the Reed, and even Dimitri and them. But shameful that Bravo let these hoes in California, another epicenter, do this bullshit because they have cycled through every myth about the pan- pandemic that the American public at large, the Republican mugs, were representing. So let, they let these underfed white girls do this BS. And who made me more angry was this Kelly Godho, who her father would not let her learn Spanish because he thought she was going to be shunned. And she was going to be shunned because she's one of the stupidest women who ever walked on two legs. I was with Bronwyn, who was telling her truth about her struggles with alcoholism and how she was going to come out on the other side. Her and Sean and them, I was just happy. And, then, and she was Black Lives Matter. She was on the picket line after George Floyd. But that was just some white guilt because now she's coming to terms with a lady she called her best friend. This hoe went from best friend to my wife to I know I've been bisexual. Sean knows she's bisexual, but he's still enabling her. But he don't want to let her go because they got seven damn kids together. I was rooting for them because they let their son dress and drag. He is such a cute kid. I was like, oh, you can do this. I need to see you on, you know, RuPaul and them. But his parents are trash. And and Elizabeth Vargas and Jimmy, she was the trophy wife of some old-ass billionaire. They're getting divorced. She has some gag order. She can't talk about the financial part of the settlement, but that's all she wants to talk about. And she was in a cult, and then blah, blah, blah. She keeps going back and forth. I'm like, girl, either somebody is going to need to tell the whole story or you're going to need to shut the fuck up because I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of listening to you. And she says all of this horrible crap with a smile on her face. If I had known this crap, I had, because I wasn't shopping, I wasn't going anywhere. I had such, I had large, and I still do, but to a certain extent, but I had large balance, lack of balances on my credit card. I would have booked a first class trip to California 
just to beat them, punch them in the face a little bit. I needed to do that. I need to do that. As not so much a fan of Orange County, but as a person of reason, because they this bull represented the stuff that the regular people like me we railed against and we looked at, and they just willy nilly with it on Bravo. Andy, you really let this shit happen? And I saw everybody on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It wasn't like this. And maybe because Georgia shut down and they didn't ignore it and they were all minorities and we knew the crap was going to hit us harder. They was telling stuff like that Kelly Dodd bitch saying, that, oh, I'm O positive. Oh, oh, it's Dr. Shield. Oh my God. They were just doing the most and they were allowed to say this crap out loud. I wish I had known. I would have broke quarantine just to hit them in the face a little bit because this I don't like any of these women except for Emily I feel bad because Shane got really sick and he really could have died this was before uh Regeneron and Remdesivir it was before we had actual treatments and a vaccine and they were still playing in the face of Rona and doing this show with no mask. Nobody, it didn't look like anybody was being tested, but they were, but in a way I can look, I look at this and I think to myself, okay, so y'all want to risk being stupid and breaking protocol. This was some Karen shit on a whole other level and they were willing to let them do it. And they did. And everybody got wrong. Everybody. And I believe, that last, when was the last time they were together before they quarantined? It was at Bronwyn's, because um, it was in March. It was at Bronwyn's vow renewal. That was a super spreader event. And that it, not only did everybody possibly get life from her little nasty ass kids, everybody probably got Rona then. You ain't telling me nothing. So with that said, Oh my God, I just, they, this microcosm of white America and Karenism makes me want, makes me so angry and also makes me want to step back from watching this crap because this is, it, it's so ridiculous, but it it's so unrealistic, but it really represents real people and the stupid decisions that they make. It's so depressing. It is so depressing. And that's it for this episode of Tenfro is Reading. You know, I talked cash-ish all last year. I hope the listening audience will continue to enjoy my opinion and not so subtle shade. I mean, I'm 2,000 listeners per episode in, so go run tell that haters. I may take it on the road if I get hint hint sponsorship. Navigate to dalesangelsinc.blog for swag and extended podcast notes. Don't forget to hit like or leave a five-star review. It gets me on top of the algorithms and it may just get you on my show. 2023's motto is boss up and get the bag. And as always, tell a friend and thank you for listening.
more is more at Pandora Jewelry, where you'll find beautiful hand-finished pieces perfect for creating stacks of self-expression. Collect charms, stack bracelets, and layer necklaces to design a look that's uniquely you. Start with the piece you love, then stack and style it your way and show the world something about you. Shop Pandora Jewelry now. Shop Pandora Jewelry at St. John Town Center, Jacksonville. 